vicious. Hello and welcome to the Rotherham United podcast. We have a review and preview show, as is seems to be every week nowadays. Um, we're looking back at a two-one defeat to Cardiff and ahead to a big and important game, but a tough game as well at home to QPR on Saturday coming on what is it, thirteenth of February? It'll be. Uh, Mix with us as as always. Hello. And Ben has made a return. Ben, we got questions asking on the post-match live show on. On the Tuesday night, we got, where, where's Ben? People were missing you, man. I was elsewhere. I had other, um, what's the word? Let's just tell people the truth. You were asleep. Yeah, well, I wasn't asleep. I was in bed. I was doing something else until very late, and I was very tired, so I was fit to bed. Okay. Lack of commitment is, what I, is all I'm hearing. All I can hear is, I don't care, I don't care. But... <laughs> Uh, but just to clarify for everybody, I assume you watched the game. Uh, yeah, apart from last like twenty minutes. Yeah, oh. I saw the yeah, I saw a lot of it. You saw the important parts, mate, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So anybody that didn't know, it was a two-one defeat uh, home to Cardiff. Uh, we went one-nil down to Shieldjo after a poor bit of defending. Um, Matt Crooks and equalised in the, uh, sort of semi early on in the first and second half. Uh, and also then uh, they scored a very latish goal from Joe Bennett, I think, scored uh, the goal there. Um, before we get into the more details, anybody that's watching on YouTube and you aren't subscribed already, please click the subscribe button. It's in the bottom right of your screen. Uh, if you listen to this on Punk, through iTunes, Spotify, whatever, uh, get on over to YouTube and subscribe there. Um, we'll build up some stuff. We're quite, you know, we need 125 followers on subscribers on YouTube. So yeah, thank you to everybody who's already subscribed. Um, and please do if you haven't already we would really really appreciate that um, I'm right to say if you're watching YouTube the little YouTube sign on the bottom of the screen they can just click on to subscribe down there if you're watching on YouTube down there in the oh, bottom right. of the fantastic you can click um, on it while you're watching um, Ben me and Mick had a lengthy conversation about the referee on Tuesday night Mitchell Elsheringham um, I also had another podcast on Wednesday night and I had a long and lengthy chat about referees in general and I use it as an example of lack of quality of refereeing. Uh, we could spend the next 45 minutes talking about the referee, to be honest with you, but we're not. Uh, ben, as brief as you can, uh, your thoughts on his overall performance and the big incidents. Uh, I thought he played well. Um... What? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, no, I, I don't mean to play well. That was just an awful. Did you watch game? Yeah, that was just an awful byline. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Uh, I don't think he did well. I think he was a championship referee. I think some of the big incidents, obviously, I don't know people. You know, I, I, you know, I don't agree with a lot of. I don't agree with Mick on some of the decisions. Or some of the opinions okay. on the decisions. I agree he made some howlers, but I think there were some big decisions that. Overreacted, uh, but I thought it was awful. The Smith push push in the back. I don't. Oh, mate. Smith is a six foot five guy, right? I don't know how much he weighs. Probably over over eighty kg, easy ninety kg, right? I know he's in the air. He's milked it. 
He's gone for the foul. I understand it probably is a foul, but he's played for the foul. And that's just, you know, like said, that's what you don't play football for the fouls. I've never understood this because when you play football, right, you enjoy playing football. You just want to play football. Winning fouls and taking set pieces is not playing football. Taking free kicks is not playing football. It's taking a free kick. You're not playing about, you know, playing the game, are you? So I think he's milked it and he didn't get it. I think I mean, there was obviously contact, but if it was, was it a substantial push? It's hard to tell, really, in my opinion. Okay, I mean, the, to take on one point, Ben, the whole point of if you're playing the championship, you're not playing because you love football, not only because of that, you're playing because you want to win and you know how to win, and winning is the most important thing at championship mm. level. Uh, there was contact, and there was a, there was a, a significant amount of contact for him to, to fall over, to certainly knock him off balance. Was there yeah. enough to make him fall over? Possibly not. But if he doesn't fall over, he ain't getting anything. He's got to ever so slightly exaggerate. And exaggerate's not the right word because that sounds like he's throwing himself to the ground. He's got to slightly. He's got to let the referee know there's been contact. Because if the referee, if he doesn't, then it doesn't do it. But it's a, for me, it's a nailed on, clear as day penalty. I don't know. I don't agree with that, but. That's it's different opinions, okay. isn't it? Fair enough. I, I understand. Yeah. I said, no, no, I'm going to move on. Oh, I, I, all I'm going to say was, I, I do understand where Ben's coming from because buying mm. free kicks is not part of the game. Um, and had that been Ben Wiles on the edge of the box, I might be having some thoughts along the lines that Ben's having because Ben, ben Wiles has started to try and look for. Uh, look for the fouls and, and draw the foul if you like and everything else. And I don't agree with it and I don't like it. Uh, Smithy's not that... Smithy doesn't do that. The way, the way the form that Smithy is on at the moment, when he chests the ball down, it stays chested and he gets control of it. And that ball, you know what I mean? Um, if, if, if he's able to control that ball in that position, he's in a very, very good position, in a very dangerous position, particularly bearing in mind how tight the player is to him. So I... I for me, personally, I don't think I've seen as blatant a foul not given for as long as I can remember. Since we played QPR last time? Or well, time. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my view. Um, you know, it was just... And I've watched it... I, I, I've watched it far too many times. I need to stop. Because it just annoys me every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't. I, I'm not with Ben on this one. I'm with him in terms of I don't like people buying fouls. It's not part of the game. It's not. Uh, otherwise, if it were, it'd be in rules. Um, but I don't think I don't think that that applies on this occasion. In my view, uh, I think that the referee bottled it because he knew it was a penalty. He knew it was in the area, and he bottled it. But as has been pointed out. It bottled every single penalty decision, and there know. were more penalties. There should have been more penalties in the. There were more penalty decisions to be made in this. Uh, more obvious penalty decisions to be made in this game than there were in the last game that he made, where he just straight away pointed to the spot, because mm. we've got an ex Premier League club and one of their players throws himself on floor unnecessarily cheating, mm. because that wasn't a penalty. Which game? Uh, the Bournemouth game. Okay. No way on this earth was that a penalty. Uh, and if it was, there must have been seven or eight at least on Tuesday night. Yeah. 
So it's it's about consistency, isn't it? You know, and 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 I am not buying. I am not going to buy any excuse that Jeff Eltringham could ever possibly come up with for not giving that. I'm not buying it because of, we've seen what he does give. <laughs> have you have you listened to Warney's interview, which was well recorded on Thursday? You heard his interview with Radio Sheffield. No, I haven't. I know that he's criticised the referee. Very, very interesting. Uh, he talks about trying to get answers from referees and how difficult it is to, mm. to get answers from referees. Um, it sort of, it sort of says sort of along the lines of, I asked, you know, I was looking off the pitch and referee several times. He'll sort of say, well, watch that, says the referee, watch that back and come back to me and I'll watch it back and I'll come back to you. But there's no dialogue. There's not yeah. an option for Warner to ring the referee because referees obviously won't get the numbers out. To the referee, just for Warnie to go, because what you know, what Warnie's like is very honest. Yeah. If yeah. Warnie thinks it's a penalty at time and watches it back, in next next pre-match interview, he will mention the fact that it then wasn't a penalty or wasn't this or wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be fair to a lot of professional managers, they may come across all gruff and this that, and other in public, like Mick McCarthy, for example. Yeah. But behind closed doors, he clearly is a nice guy. Otherwise, people wouldn't employ him. No. So behind closed doors, why can't they be having these conversations with the referee? He said that what happens is you raise a complaint uh, in part of the post-match report, and then four weeks later or whatever it is, you'll get an email from the uh, referees saying, uh, yes, this decision was incorrect, it should have been a penalty. And that's the end of it. <laughs> like, great. That's four weeks, <laughs> four weeks since, and we didn't get penalty, so we've lost the game. And four, You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems a completely backwards way of doing things, and it's, that, that, it's the it's the EFL. The EFL will not have any dialogue with anybody. Oh, well, this is the PGMOL, isn't it? This is the yeah, but they're, 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 they're appointed by EFL, aren't they? The referees the, to the that. games. I mean, they're they're appointed to the games by the EFL. I'm not sure. Um, either way, yeah, either way, either way, there has to be some dialogue. There has to be, because what essentially what it means is that if there's no dialogue, if it's not a two-way conversation, they're never going to learn from the mistakes. Yeah, and because, that's what he said in what it was said in the interview. These referees should be wanting to learn from their mistakes because the much like Warnie wants to learn from the, his mistakes. The thing is like though that the thing is the championship right? refereeing is not it's it's a hard job, but if you work yeah. at it and practice it. It's not hard to get to the top of it. So these referees clearly don't really care. They're just doing it for an easy way of money. So why would they want to get better? That's why they're in the championship and not in Premier League. If he's a young ref, 20, 24 years old, whatever a young ref is classed as nowadays, I don't know, age. If he's a young ref trying to make it to Premier League, fair enough, he'll try and learn. But if he's 30, 40 years just trying to get a wage, there's a reason he's not in Premier League because he just goes every Saturday to get a paycheck. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why they don't care because they just have to get a paycheck. Not there because they love it. Who loves refereeing? You know what I mean? Who goes up and goes, yeah, I want to be a referee when I'm older. No, mate, you're a failed footballer. That's what it is, isn't it? Same one kid, you go, yeah, I want to be a referee when I'm older. I want to get yelled at by 12,000 people every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why. But, the, but there's some good... I talked about this on the Monkey show last night, um, and I said, when we came up to Champions last time, we go through a season of crap referees, and then we get relegated. 
Mm. And we have some bad referees in League One, but actually at times in League One there were some quite there were some okay refereeing performances. Yeah. Games where I didn't come out of the game and go, oh my god, the referee was rubbish. If I don't notice the referee, perfect. But in the chat, we've come back up. So two years later, <clears> and we're still getting recycled the same old <laughs> crap from the same old people. Yeah. Who, ben says, are clearly not good enough for the Premier League, but want to do it professional. There's no, I've seen no progression. I have seen no thought of process. It's just completely stagnating the quality of refereeing. This is the problem because people in League One, referees in League One, that uh, want to make it professional. So they're working hard getting better yeah. and trying to get better and learn from the state. Most of them. Unless you're Trevor Most Kettle. Most of them. Unless Kettle and the odd one, like you say. But that's why they're trying to improve the game, get better, yeah. make mistakes, have the bottle, try and get up. So when you get to that mm. championship level, right? I'm sure it's not hundreds of thousands a week, but I bet it's, I bet it's yeah. enough to provide it's your family. And you, I bet it's enough. I bet you, your wife wouldn't have to work and you could afford to raise a few kids on it, right? And just referee a game, right? Referee a game that you probably love, right? It's not, do you know what I mean? You're not mm. going out in coal mines for 12 hours a day with no food or water, are you? Do you know what I mean? And that's why, because they get happy at that stage. It's, I don't think I've ever seen a referee demoted. It must be incredibly, rare, rare. incredibly hard because everyone's crap at it. So it must be incredibly <laughs> hard. So you just sit yeah. there and stew and probably do nothing all week. Probably do nothing all week. Don't do anything. Go on a Saturday, go and get a paycheck and go home. That's I why. Mean, the, the bottom line with it is, and you're absolutely right, both of you there, I have no problem with referees making mistakes. I accept that they do. And yeah, you know at New York Stadium on a Saturday afternoon when one makes a mistake, yeah, I'll shout at him. But the reality of it is we all understand that mistakes are made. It's a very, very difficult job. There's no doubt about it. I'm not decrying how hard a job it is whatsoever. It must be incredibly difficult because you're not as fit as these players that you're chasing around a pitch for 90 minutes. You know, if they get a rest, you don't. I, um, I disagree with that. If you're not as fit, make yourself as fit. It's not a hard job. No, no, these are old people. Some of these are 40, yeah. 50 years old. They're not trying to keep up with a 21-year-old Ogbené type. It's, but the point is... Yeah, you don't have to keep... You, don't have to, you know what I mean? They're not doing 40-yard dash next to him with camera in the end. Do you know what I mean? They're just trying to keep it middle at pitch. Yeah, they are. The, but... The, 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 the bottom line with it is, 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 I mean, the fitness side of it is not necessarily an issue. I don't think the fitness side of it is why that why these these things are happening this is this is all about having balls it's all about having bottle Mm. um and and all these mistakes that we're talking about from the other night and the swansea game and and all the other games that we've looked at you know uh, and talked wherever the referee has come up it's never been about a genuine mistake because as far as i'm concerned ben might disagree that penalty shout on Smith is not a mistake. It is not a mistake. It can't be a mistake. He's not saying he hasn't seen it. He can't say he hasn't seen it because he's looking directly uh, at it. It did say he didn't see it. Well, I don't know which penalty incident he's referring to, but he told Warney that it, in Warney's interview today, he told Warney that he didn't see a penalty. This, penalty. this is the problem when you don't study or do anything all week and you don't care about your job, don't care about anything. If you're a good referee, you'll try and study where, you know, teams play how they play, so you can try and find ways to see the play. Do you know what I mean? 
like change yeah, what yeah. formation you play and stuff like that, so the way you can position yourself to see the ball and see clear things, right? You don't. If it, he's clearly not done that, and I don't know why he's not in the right position because it's all he does for a living. He is in the right it. position. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Because he's either in not in the wrong position, which is on him and unacceptable because it's his job to yeah. be in the right position, or he's lying because he's got no bottle, which is again unacceptable. I think, the thing is, right? I'm a big, obviously, I'm a big NFL fan. I might have said that before, right? The referees in that game, they have four or five, but the um, the consequences are so harsh, and they don't bottle it. They give it. Do you know what I mean? They'll yeah. hesitate. Mm. They don't hesitate. If they see a foul, they'll see a foul. They don't care what game it is. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why where football lacks because there's no harsh punishment like diving, right? Mm. There's no harsh punishment for that. Oh. You know what I mean? It's either this one or it's a foul. You get, you get the foul. There's no punishment. There's no yellow card, no red card for simulation like there should be in the rules. Referees yeah. don't give it. It's embarrassing. People, referees need to step up, man. Because they're not clearly not working hard enough. It's just simple. Yeah, uh, we're talking about this on the final point, Mick, before we move on, if you want, if you want one. Yeah, all I'm going to say is it, it, the referee has definitely seen that. No question about it. He has seen it. And if he hasn't seen it, then he needs to have a look at himself like Ben's just said there because all he's got to do is look at where the ball is and where the ball's going and where the players are. And if the referee hasn't seen it, then the linesman stood 12 yards away looking directly along that line or should be for his offside unless he's on his phone, uh, which he worth at rest yeah. at much. Um, <laughs> the unacceptable, one of the worst refereeing performances I have seen at New York probably since Trevor Kettle, and that is saying something. And I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. I genuinely mean that. And it was for both sides. I accept, uh, having, having looked, looked at it back, there's, there's a, two very good penalty shouts for Cardiff as well, which weren't given. There's a foul on Woody, which is not given. There's a foul on it. Ehequi at the same time as there's a foul on Woody, which is given as a foul against Ehequi. And there's a very, very strong argument for the handball uh, that will Volks made in the back end of the game, although I have no issue with the referee not giving that because he's in the right position that he should be in and he can't see because of the position of Volks' body. But it's a handball. Um, dreadful, dreadful performance. Hang your head in shame, Jeff Eltringham, because that was as bad as I have seen. And when you're being, you're being compared to Trevor Kettle, then you know it's time to hang your boots up, fella. <laughs> Yeah, and we're not trying to vilify referees, you know, we, we accept they're doing a hard job. We see what's happened to Mike Dean over the past week or so, and we're not going down that route of saying anything no. else that's bad. That, that, you know, that's terrible what's happened in terms of Mike Dean's family being threatened and what X, Y, and Z. Um, and I know we talk about referees a lot, and we know they've got a tough job, but I feel like it's it's also important to call them out when there's incompetent displays at it's the same time. Tough, it's only a tough job if you make it a tough job. Or you it's need tough to, about any referee. If you look at it, right, it's hard. It's a hard job. I know. I'm just saying, that's the thing. If it's a hard job, if if it's your profession, if it's your work, if it's your purpose, if it's what feeds your family, feeds you, what gets you in the bed out of the morning, don't make it hard. Make it simple. All you have to do is be in the right position. Be in the right position and make sure your linesman doing the job. And that's it. The rest, if you're good, if you're good at what you do, the rest will come. Just be in the right position. It's a hard job. (laughs) If you make it hard, yeah. 
you, you missed you missed strap a pair on there as well, Ben. But other than that, oh, yeah, that as well. Um, so moving on to Action Mills' performance, first half <laughs> was the first half was a pretty good performance. But other than take away the goal, which we'll come to in a second, it was mm -hmm. a solid. We made enough chances. We should have gone in at least level. Based taking away the penalty instance, we should have gone away level based on the chances we created. Uh, uh, yeah. Go on, go on. Anyway, I'm going to get caught out being negative, but their first goal is inexcusable. Yeah, but we'll come to that in a second. I, I, I agree. But let's talk about our, our positive play, first of all. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, our, our goal was just wow. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like it weren't Barcelona tiki taka, but it's what we've been missing for about 10 years. A good, solid striking partnership. I know Cooks is obviously not a striker, but I can't. I don't. Obviously, I'm a young lad. I don't remember a partnership like that. Obviously, we had Alfie. I don't really think anyone went with him. Um, not not contribute with goals as well. Puff helped him a lot, but he didn't contribute with the goals, did he? Yeah, I think this partnership, if he can keep it together, it will get us far in this league. It arcs back to the running more rugby firm uh, partnership. Of, of, of uh, yeah, the, the 80s very similar I guess not I mean different, very different players um, mm. but Rodney Fern for me in my memory wasn't actually an out and out striker but boy was he a finisher um, it was more for me he was more of a number 10 than a, than a, than a striker but it, it was perfect foil for Ronnie Moore um, just like Crooks is the perfect foil for Smithy at the moment um, so it's as good it's as good a partnership as I've seen since then probably uh, up front and, and they're producing the goods they've got to produce it a lot longer to be up there with Ronnie and Rodney Fern but um, a lot longer uh, but nevertheless you know it's it's that kind of that kind of relationship for me yeah I agree they just seem to have clicked I, I, I said they just seem to have clicked it was similar to this towards the end of the last championship season we saw bits of it last season, but we played two up top a lot last year. So we didn't necessarily see this side of Crooks. Although Crooks had a fantastic season last year, we didn't see this side of his game as much. Um, and like I said, they just, they just seem to fit perfectly together. It's it's really it's enjoyable to watch. In the yeah. first half, when, when, Smith's got, when Smith takes the ball down, you've got Crooks making a run. Or when Crooks is bombing forward, you've got Smith making a run into dangerous areas. Um, it just makes them think, we, we've talked about this a lot, when Smith's on his up, on his top, he's fine, he's decent because he'll occupy the defence. But then, if you don't have somebody else running on, it's mm -hmm. fine. He's just holding the ball up for you know in the yeah. hole as he joins him. Whereas at the minute, if Smith holds that ball up, he knows for a fact that Crooks is going to be there in the yeah. right place, making the right run at the right time. Yeah, and that would be terrifying for defenders. Um, Crooks has been nominated for Player of the Month for January for the EFL. He won the award for the EFL paper, I think it was. I, I, I haven't got the tweet in front of me, but he won the Player of the Month for the Championship. Um, yeah. Then. Uh, he probably won't win it through the EFL, because why would the EFL award us anything? Well, um, Ivan Tony's had a very, good very, very good month, so I suspect he'll win that award, but we'll wait and see. Um, um, Place for Brentford as well, they're absolutely the best team in the history of mankind, aren't they? So. <laughs> Um, um, Lewis, Lewis Wing, Ben. I know we talk about Smith and Crooks, but that pass from Lewis Wing, the timing and the weight of the pass from Wing to Smith was very, very good. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best pass ever, but it was a very clever pass. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's going to bring um, this season. 
That rhymes, wing, wing and bling. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what he's probably going to bring. Obviously, the ball has to can pick a pass. I think he's a mix between uh, a, a mix between Wiles and Barlasa. Mm. Like, he can pick a pass very good, but he can also attack a little bit. I think uh, made a few mistakes in the first half, but we'll, like you said, we'll come on to that. I think he was maybe at fault, but the pass was good. Uh, good vision. I think that's probably again what we've missed. We've got I've had Barlasa, but we haven't had that like Xavi type player picking out in the in the final third. You know, Barlas mm. is not going to do that. He's just going to ping them about like buskets. Mm. You know what I mean? Very different. I think that's. I think wing is a Barlas but a further forward Barlasa. Yeah, he's not going to play out to full back. Yeah, you can also criticize Barlasa of rushing the pass a little bit. He'll, he'll see Hollywood ball and think, I've got to go for this, and he'll ping it across pitch. And it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't always work. Wing has that presence of mind to think. It might take half a second more, but it is genuinely half a second. The Preston goal is a perfect example of just taking that little bit of time. It's, it's about recognising that you've got that time and then taking the time that you've got and looking at what your options were. And that was the same with the pass to Smith. He had that half a second just to see what was available and slide it through. If we're being very critical for Barlazer, that's something he could work on. But that's not saying the fact that Barlazer is one of the best players we've got. So that is being ultra critical, obviously. Um, but I mean, yeah, two, 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 two bit games in. I'm a massive fan of Wing so far. It could be it could be very very important for us over the next month or two, assuming he stays fit. Um, another thing, another thing from Portwarnish Conference today is that Chio will be back in training in a month or so. Back in full training with the first team within around four weeks, which is about four weeks less than we were told initially. Um, yeah. So although it's a little and Lindsay for eight weeks, if anybody's missed that, Lindsay's out for eight weeks. It's a bit of a positive that she will back probably much sooner than was first anticipated. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. Um, now on to some defensive issues. Um, we're not going to be too negative because the game's gone, but it's, the first goal in particular was not very good. Um, I know we're attacking Mick, and I know we're trying to get forward, but in whatever it was, the 30-something minute, to leave nobody on the halfway line, well, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, it is. It is. There were obviously a bit of a rush of blood to everybody's head, weren't there? Um, and we got punished for it, and you will get punished for it, um, in this division particularly. So, you know, listen, we've got to learn from that. It was poor. It was poor. Um, there's no other word for it, really. What else can you say? Shouldn't have done it. It's a schoolboy, schoolboy error, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, so, man. I, I think Robertson's made a mistake coming forward. Like he said, schoolboy error. Maybe it's his match sharpness. Like he said, we're out for four or five months, whatever it was, a long time. You know, he's going to have a mistake in him. Uh, to leave Barlasser back, I could, you know. I could beat him in a 40-yard race and then sit down and have a cup of tea before he gets to the finish line. <laughs> so, I don't mind leaving him back. It's the best option. Obviously, all the Sundays yeah. there. But I think uh, Wing has got to realise the position that we're in. We've got Barlasser, uh, all of Sunday and Robertson back, right? Three players, right? I don't know why he's turning into the middle of the pitch where there's the most players, the most congested area of the field. I'm not going to say, say I'm a professional footballer, but I think he's got to be aware of his surroundings. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's, they'll, they'll learn from it. If they if they'll learn from it, or they should learn from it. Yes, I agree. 
Um, and then the second goal was Wes Hardy had an okay first half, but quite a poor second half, Mick. And it wasn't even it taking away the goal. He's, he's on the ball. I mean, he wasn't on his own when the snow came down. Um, but he just seemed to have, uh, for all his good performances, it was probably his worst in a Miller shirt so far, that 45 minutes. Looks tired to me. Mm. It looks tired. Um, I, I, I might be looking to give him a uh, give him a rest. Uh, it's been immense for us, and, and yeah, he should have tracked the run. But it's difficult. It's difficult because he's playing. He's playing along the line of the defenders, as you know, yeah. and that run comes from really deep, uh, really deep, which is how he managed to stay on side. Um, so I, I guess I am defending him up to a point, but he's got to spot the run and he's got to stop the run, even if it's running across the player. You know, and and it's it's so it's, it just didn't even spot the run, um, yeah. so so yeah, I think you've you've got to blame him for that really. Um, it, it is down to him, but I, like I say, I don't think he looks tired. I think he's, mm. I think he'll do 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 a, a game on bench, frankly. One thing I'll then you then you go on. No, obviously I'm not going. Obviously I've been very critical, but. Obviously, he's made a mistake. You know, it's right back. He's a championship player, he's not a Premier League player for a reason. He's going to make mistakes. One thing that I did see was his body language after. I don't know if he's screaming at the linesman or his players. Mm. If he's screaming at the linesman, he needs to get a grip of himself. Because it's, I, I, think, no. I think it were a bit desperate. I think, I think, uh, yeah. it, it, yeah. I think he sort of realized he'd made a mistake and thought, I, I hope this is offside. Yeah, exactly. Why you made a mistake? So you're going to yell at the linesman. It's not your job to let your linesman. You get on with your job and you let your manager and captain talk to referees. No one else's job to talk to referees. <laughs> it's not, though, is it? It's not. It's not. It's true, no. So, but, uh, no, get a grip and just oh, learn I, I no Don't sit down and go, oh, referee, it's offside, it's offside. Please, you made a mistake. Stop yelling, get grip, go and defend next one. I think yeah, it was more hurtful. It puts that, it, and this, 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 is, this is true, it puts that seed of doubt in the linesman's head. Yeah, a, a, a lesser linesman would have would have given in and given that, and yeah, that's why it, players do it. Why you play football though to get cheated? It's, it's about winning. winning. It's about winning. If you really love the game you, and you have any respect in yourself, you wouldn't have done that. You've you've been you've been ridiculous. No, because, no, because if you respect the game and you respect yourself. You've won. you haven't won. You haven't won. You haven't done anything or contributed to win. You've cheated yourself to a win. If you feel good about that, then you play the wrong sport. You play the wrong sport. Is it right? right? No, it's because you don't understand it. If you're playing <laughs> a game, right, you should feel like you're doing everything you can from yourself to contribute to mm. a win. If you feel good about cheating or winning, right, then asking for offside is not cheating. Like you said, putting doubt in the linesman's head. That's not that's not playing football, is it? That's mind games. Then it cheat yourself into a win because if he does give the offside, it's not offside. Therefore, you've just cheated. The, the bottom line is with 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 the officials from the other night, he could have been stood in an offside position, oh. waving a flag that said I'm offside, and he still wouldn't get it. So, <laughs> um, you know, but but I mean, it's just born out of frustration that appeal there. It was it was clearly onside. It was a cracking run, a, a good delivery. Uh, and Wes Hardy should have dealt with it better than he did. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're playing Mick McCarthy, aren't we? We're playing a Mick McCarthy side, which is what we said in the live show, uh, live post-match. You know what you're going to get from a Mick McCarthy side. You're going to get balls in air. You're going to get strong and physical. Um, 
with a little bit of quality occasionally we got done yeah it's, it's the type of team we struggle against um birmingham under monk was similar to that very aggressive and we always struggled against them uh, and there's other teams as well we, we do struggle against teams that are similar to us in terms of physicality but are better at it yeah. and that's what you saw in choosing that in, in a lot of the areas they were much more physical from us we didn't look at didn't really look a threat from set pieces up until the very last one of the, of the night which caused complete mayhem mm. um which takes a, a you know a threat from our side um we didn't deal with conditions either um uh, when it started snowing then I, I mean, first of all i couldn't see the ball um but we as soon as the conditions changed we didn't adapt and cardiff did didn't they yeah um, yeah i think that's clicking it shows a little bit but yeah what i think it's a, oh we didn't adapt to the weather it's england but yeah i agree i think it was poor from us tonight it was we should have adapted and we didn't yeah so i mean yeah i'm, I'm not saying yeah. oh we should have caught game i'm just saying uh, cardiff did well to adapt yeah. to the conditions yeah yeah we, we didn't do enough I think Giles Giles is a perfect example. As soon as Giles came on and the snow started coming down, it looked like he'd never seen snow before. It looked like he didn't quite know what was happening. It's because his tactic is just to knock it out and just run you know, run his legs as fast as the guy into the ground. He's just going to fall over and hit his face on the ground. It's a young lad. He probably wants to build a snowman. Yeah. yeah. And the control issue. It's much more difficult to control the ball in the snow than it is in normal conditions. Uh, which didn't help. Um, so I think just very, very briefly, a couple of word, a couple of word answers. Um, how positive are you from that performance, not the result, Nick Tart? Uh, we're going to have some bad performances. We've had two on trot now. We won won a game at uh, at uh, Preston, which I said bad performances, not to the level that we've been at. Um, we won that game. We, we really just looking. We won that game. We tried to ride his look the other night because they wouldn't let us play our, our game. We were the only team that wanted to play football. They were interested in playing, getting the ball down and playing football. And I am not criticising them in any way at all. It's just, you know, we were able to play our normal high-pressing game because the ball were in air. Um, so so uh, if we can get back to playing the game that we're good at, and QPR for me look like a side who are going to try and play the ball around. They've got players that, that can put the ball on the deck and play it. That's mm. just that plays into our hands. That that plays to our strengths uh, for me. So so yeah, I, I, I'm not down. I'm not down about it. Oh, we've already got six points out of February. February, get another six, and I'll be happy. At end of February, if we come away with twelve points. Yes. So, well, Ben, it's one of those things. We we won one, lost one, so it feels bad that we lost one. But would you prefer to win one, lost one, than drawn two? Yeah, right. That's the <laughs> that thing as well. And winning games, we're not playing as well as champions do. So to do that, when you're down there, yeah, yeah, could not agree more. Um, briefly ahead to the QPR game. Uh, QPR is was Paul Wan's first managerial win was against QPR. One nil. One nil. I can't. I didn't write down who scored actually. Uh, so if either you two can remember who scored, nah, lovely. Have we played uh, QPR before? <laughs> uh, well, they have. Me now. You mentioned it's a twentieth meeting between the two clubs. Right. Okay. Um, so it's not not as many as some other clubs where we think we played eighty against ones, didn't we? So this is quite a low amount. I got they were in Premier League for a lot of that, weren't they? So yeah. yeah. Um, we are unbeaten. The QPR are on a very, very, very good bit of reform. Uh, they've won four of the last five. 
They're unbeaten in their last six away games, winning three in a row away from home. Um, we are unbeaten to the last two home games against QPR. Um, this bottom of the table, Mick, has got ridiculous. Yes. Uh, there's now eight points between second, bottom, and 12th. Yeah. Uh, I checked the form table earlier, and Forest are third in the form table, QPR are fourth, Wednesday are fifth, and we're ninth. Yeah. We, <laughs> how? <laughs> Uh, it's just how it is at the moment, isn't it? Um, it's it's who holds who holds their nerve from now on yeah. uh, for the next few games because somebody won't and somebody will start to get cut adrift. Birmingham probably will be will, will be that team, I suspect. And then it's a question of who's having that last place. And it ain't us. <laughs> it ain't going to be us. I'm telling you now, it ain't going to be us. Mm, uh, we, we have got everything that we need to keep us out of this. Uh, Keep at, keep us out of that third bottom spot, second bottom spot. Uh, no, no question in my mind. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit, it is a bit daft at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, ben, for me, it's vital that Tuesday doesn't have too much of an impact on on the confidence and performances. We've got to get back straight, like we did against Swansea. We lost to Swansea, and straight away against Derby, we were back at it. It's massive that we get back to the same level of performances before, isn't it? Yeah, I think we would as well play QPR last time. They had that one play with it, and that's it. They were one man, one man yeah. show, weren't they? So, I think we, I think we will. I think Warner will use it. You know, he's obviously a smart man. He's got a job in man, football manager. It's not an easy job to get, is it? Football manager. So he clearly knows what he's doing. Mm. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, they have they have um, improved in January by bringing Charlie Austin, who has scored a lot of goals through Charlie Austin. Um, yeah. yeah. Going back there, he were there. Yeah. Yes. Wow. He, wow. Um, Why is he going to Samuel already gone? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Is there any player, Charlie Austin? He's old doing that. Not only that. Still banging in there. He knows we're back in it isn't championship, and that's that's a bit of a worry from us. Uh, their runners coincided with January, so the odd signing that they've made has now pushed them into a pretty good position in terms of recent form. But at the same time, they needed it. If they hadn't won four of their last five, they'd be at relegation zone. Yeah. How the form's shaping up. It's the same with us. If we wouldn't have gone on a good run, we could have potentially been cut adrift. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as bad as Wickham. Um, but we could have been cut adrift. Piggies are exactly the same. They could and should have been cut adrift by now, but they're picking up some results in places where they shouldn't do. Obviously, they beat Bournemouth, which meant they set their manager. And we're going to play Bournemouth just in time for them to have their new manager bounce. Much like with Cardiff, yeah, um, yeah. We need a bit of luck, and um, we're not getting. In terms of when we're playing teams, we're not getting that luck. QPR, no. I don't think we'll get luck with Bournemouth, but who knows with that? Um, ben, would you? Now, in terms of uh, who are you picking for Saturday, are you going unchanged? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, you going to say yeah, and then I'm going to say something? You're going to change your mind again? Um. You're right, mate. Yeah, I just scraped my elbow. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd leave it unchanged. I think I don't think you really can change it. Obviously, sadly, we won't bench, but we're going to bring him in for. So yeah, I'd leave it unchanged. You'd only bring sadly in for probably crooks, wouldn't you? And sadly, I would have to play as a ten. Um, but it gives you a hell of an option. Do you know, if if crooks does start looking tired on our mark like on Saturday, to bring sadly yeah. on as a ten is not a bad option, is it? Yeah, I mean, Warnie said in his press conference on uh, on Thursday that um, he's not uh, sadly he's not ready for a start yet. 
Uh, no. But won't make an impact off the bench. I might change it. I might give Wes Harding a rest. Uh, play young Giles at, uh, at left back. Can you play Giles on no, Sunday at the same team, though? It's a big risk, that, isn't it? Very big risk. Got three very, very good central defenders there. You're going to have Woody's going to be tied up, uh, Charlie Austin in his pocket. And once he's got that sorted, um, we'll be all right, I think. Um, yeah, it is a risk. It is a risk. But the players know what their jobs are. Mm. You know, so if if Giles was bombing on all of Sunday, was going to stay back. If all of Sunday goes bombing on, somebody's going to keep Giles on a leash. Um, and and who better than Clark Robertson to do that? Yeah, true. Because you'll only not do as you're told with Clark once, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I know he made a mistake for the first goal, Clark Robertson, but I'm still enjoying him being back. That back three looks, it doesn't look amazing, but it's looking pretty solid. Um, and yeah, it's some. There's a lot of positives, uh, yeah. even though we lost the game. There's still a lot of positive forward. I don't think Saturday's as big a game as what some people are making it out. Some people are making it the be all and end all. Uh, yeah. QPR in a hell of a run of form. You've got to, you've got to bear that in mind when we when you come into games like this. It's it's obviously vitally important what form people are in. If we lose, they came though, don't they? Yeah. Um, the the couple of fixes after this are tough though. You got Bournemouth away on Wednesday night live on Sky. Yay. Um, and then Norwich the following Saturday. So we do come into a couple of games, uh, yeah. but neither of them are in very good form. We're playing QPR or Nero's or in, in, in the, one of the best form in the league, and then you play Bournemouth and Norwich who are struggling, or top of the league. It's, it's, it's the best, one of the best leagues in the world, this, and this is one of the reasons why. Yeah. Uh, predictions, very quick predictions before we go. Ben. 1-1. One, one. Positive. Michael. Um, I got my Preston, my last Saturday one bang on. I said 2 1 Millers uh, and win 2 1 Millers again. Why not? I'm going to go 2 0 Millers. I'm going to have some positivity. Uh, well, I think you're right, Mick, what you mentioned earlier. If QPR play in a similar way towards the confidence we've got at the minute, mm. I think we'll be able to exploit some spaces. Um, yeah. I think our defence, like Charlie Austin's good, but Woody, if you just said to Woody, right, he's your man, he'll stay with him, he'll do that job. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of what Woody's meant for, to, to sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's, he, really like, he seems to enjoy that battle, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so thank you all for listening. We'll be back. There'll be no pre-match show on Saturday. We're just doing a post-match. Uh, so if you wonder where we are at quarter past two, we'll be getting ready for the game. Uh, hopefully Ben will turn up for this one. <laughs> hopefully. Um, so subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, with this video, this will be on YouTube as well. So if, you, if you're listening and you want to watch it instead, go over there. If you're watching and you think you prefer to listen to it, go on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe there and download it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you can see all the stuff we put out and any updates. Uh, we will be going through a little bit of a rebranding towards the end of the season. Uh, so the name will change, but it'll still the same for the time being. Uh, and we'll update people as and when, just so you don't lose us. Don't miss, miss anything. Um, um, it makes us sound professional. Correct. Just changing his name doesn't sound right. We're going through a rebranding. It sounds much more professional. Yeah. We're going to change <laughs> our values and our, our, our corporate slogan. And uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, we're going to we're going to have a, uh, a restructure. Some, yeah, restructure. Yeah, we're going to alter <laughs> where cameras are. I think Ben's going to go left next time, and then Matt down bottom and me top right. I think that's the restructure. Yeah. Freshen things up. Um, but that'll be towards the end of the season, so it's not, I don't know why I mentioned it really. Um, 
Ben, it's been a pleasure having you with us. I'm sure your fans were happy with your performance tonight. <laughs> and Mick, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you all uh, on Saturday evening for the post-match. If not, we'll see you Monday for the review and preview. Oh, we are doing a watch-along for the Bournemouth game next week. Uh, me and Mick are, Ben. Depends if you can skip that. I might be there for the first half, yeah. Oh, it's um, a kick-off a half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um, I'll work first off. We're still working out the logistics of that, to be honest. But that's that's the plan. So the idea is you don't have to listen to Lee Hendry or whoever's on co commentary for Sky Sports. Um, but we'll keep you updated on that next week or so. If you do want to, obviously we can still provide you with the same plucky little Rodham nonsense oh, yeah. you here on Sky. Every, every so often, I'll just come with, "Oh, the record game went really well," and that type of thing. Just every so often. Bit direct, aren't they? Bit direct, yeah. 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 Well, the, 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 the big and physical. Oh, you know. very aggressive. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll let you know about that in the next week or so. So thank you all, and forget involved everything else for all your support, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Bye.